Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, Hakeem Vallis. Um, I want to just thank you for listening to another episode of The Value Podcast. And I just want to continuously wish you guys good health throughout these crazy, crazy times throughout coronavirus. If you have the luxury of not having to deal with that, or the luxury of not having to deal with any mental health issues, I encourage you right now to stay on offense with whatever you're doing. Hope you enjoy the episode. This episode is an interview from Hakeem's interview series called Perspective, where he interviews people that are 70 years and older. This interview is with Bob Laramie, who worked for the city's Parks and Rec Department for over half a century. In this interview, they touch on topics such as happiness, regret, and living a fulfilling life. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our first episode of Perspective. I'm here with Mr. Robert Laramie, um, or to me, Grandpa Bob. Um, and uh, here going to show uh, talk about a li- little bit of different angles and perspectives and thoughts of Mr. Laramie's life. Um, Grandpa Bob, thanks for being here. Oh, my appreciate pleasure. Having me, or you, I appreciate you joining me on the show. Um, and I'm going to jump just just right into it. Just on a couple yeah. of different questions and things Both like feet. that. Shouldn't be too long. Uh, first question is is. What are some of the most important lessons that you've learned over the course of your life? Uh, important lessons? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, I always, I had probably one of the best moms in the whole world. Uh, in my day, moms stayed home and they cooked and they raised families. And uh, I had one that was probably one of the best other than my sister, Pat. Um, she's old school, very old school, stays at home, raises all the kids, all the grandkids. But I think you learn a value of respect, um, you know, value family. Um, and, when it, and as you get older and you have new additions to the family <laughs> and you lose those members of the old family, you uh, get a more deeper appreciation of uh, of what's important as far as you know. Time spent is time is a very uh, precious thing. Uh, Marina was this tall and four years, three or three years old when I when I met her, and um, now she's grown and got a. A baby of her own so that adds to my experience as far as what I uh, value absolutely um, you, you just uh, it, sometimes it gets overwhelming uh, the world today when you see the indifference and a lack of respect by the majority uh, so it's important. Uh, I'm, I'm a very odd individual. I, I carry a lot of the old school beliefs. Um, and just starting out, um, you know, I got married very young. I was 19 years old. I was in a band. And uh, that's how I met my wife. Or Actually, I met her daughter, or her, her sister. And... Uh, she was singing in our band. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And that's uh, one night of band practice. Michelle came to, to band practice, and that's how we got together. So, And she had a very open uh, 
family too. The Italians were a different <laughs> different group, but they always had fun. And uh, but if you if you if you just learn one thing is to make every day um, appreciate every day. Every day we got is a gift, buddy. And uh, I've had had open heart surgery. That's time changing. Yeah. Um, and it just helps you to believe that every every minute is precious. And every every incident in life that you enjoy is is worthwhile. And uh, I have I don't have simple values, but I just have um, I don't know. I just don't spend more than you make. <laughs> <laughs> My dad taught me that. Uh, my dad always told me. He said, "I know people that make a hundred two hundred thousand dollars a year and they ain't got a dime um, because they spend more than they make." You know. So I've always had that kind of. Some people say it's you're cheap, or some people say you're thrifty. Mm -hmm. But I just don't believe that you should, you know. And I never did. I never did love when I got hurt back in the '60s. Uh, am I going too, too fast? No, it's okay. Uh, when I got hurt back in the 60s on that car wreck that you made reference to, mm -hmm. that was a very uh, life-altering um, experience, a mental thing. Because mm -hmm. a lot of everything that we experience, Hakeem, is mental. It's, it's how we perceive things, how we observe things, and how we react to, to different things. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, when I broke my back, I had a bad car wreck, and I wasn't—I was just a passenger. Uh, but I lived for uh, quite a while. I didn't have a job; I couldn't work. My mm. mom and dad were were bringing us groceries, um, and that kind of changed my perspective on things. And I swore then that I would never—you know—you get behind in all your bills. You have no money. And I swore then that I would never live that way again. And so I kind of lived my life that way. I tried to save every time I, everything I could. I tried to, you know, uh, value everything. So, mm -hmm. um, but that's that's all part of life. Is just one big series of uh, situations that you you address and how you approach them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I guess speaking of situations and how you approach them, like some people say that they've had different difficult or stressful experience, but they've learned important lessons from them. Like, can you give me specific examples of things that you've learned from the different difficult experiences that you've faced? Uh, difficult experiences? Uh, I think sometimes, like, when I made reference to that, when I, I got hurt real bad, physical mm -hmm. or sickness, yep. um, it, it puts a different perspective on the value of your life. Uh, it puts a, a different uh, appreciation of what you have. Absolutely. Um, and you're just newly married, but um, when you're married 50 years, um, there's times when you just have problems you don't you don't you know and we've had them uh, 
but the more problems you go to and the more problems that you have the more you learn from them you learn how to be uh, a better person you learn how to be uh, a more thoughtful and caring person and because uh, family is everything to me you know my my son and my my kids and uh, that's my whole life I've, I've built my whole life to make to have something for them uh, when I'm not here so but I would say the worst experience some of the worst I had that was when I lost my mom um, that was a, a rough time uh, and my dad and I had a sister that was uh, a drug addict and I she died at 42 years old and I I think you you take away from that how easy how how easy it, things can be disrupted how things can change how um, man when you wake up every day and you feel good and everything's going good count your blessings because it can it can change real quick and uh, but I think if you learn from every experience it helps you to I don't know, be wiser as far as what decisions you make in the future. Absolutely. You know, you, you kind of draw from your from your negative experiences to help you make more positive decisions and choices. As you move forward. Yeah, right. That makes so sense. That, so that you don't make the same mistake twice. That makes sense. Making mistakes are part of life. Uh, making the same mistakes uh, is not good. That so, makes 100% yeah. sense. Um, you, you mentioned something about, you know, 50 years of marriage and me, you know, in April I'm getting married. Um, what is the secret to a happy marriage? The secret to a happy marriage? Well, boy, you're asking, I don't know if I have a good, <laughs> a good answer for that or not. My wife and I have always been, um, I don't know, uh, my, my thoughts from that angle, mm -hmm. Um, I compare a lot to like Bobby and Andy. Um, I think that you got to be friends first of all. You got to really like one another. Um, you have to respect one another, and you you have to be willing to to do for them before you do for yourself. Uh, and if you have all those perspectives and, and all that goes together, then you know that you that, that you made the right decision. Absolutely. You know, um, there's a lots of up and downs in being married. There's a lot of problems, especially in today's world, where um, you know uh, women are are not the stay-at-home moms. Uh, and dad does, makes all the decisions and, and makes the money, well, that, them days are gone. But I think today it's more important to just be, to be aware of the fact that you have somebody that you love so much or you care about, but then you're also good friends with. Gotcha. Um, that you share things. You don't, you don't, uh, keep secrets you don't have you know your world and her world you you share everything 
and I know that's um, um, ideologically it's probably uh, off the wall, but that's just my perspective from what I see from where I'm at. No, that makes 100% um, sense. Uh, I think the first thing you should look for when you go with someone or when you date someone or when you is how much you like them, how much of a friend are they, you know. And uh, if you're really, really lucky, like I think my kids are, I, I think they really like each other and I think they respect one another. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why you, you can build a good foundation on your marriage, you know. Absolutely. So, that I don't know sense. if that's good, no, that good or bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes 100% sense. Um, so, little bit changing topic what would you say like that you know now about living a successful and happy life that you didn't know back when you were my age when you were 20 26 oh when I was when I was a young man um, and I think as you age as you progress and you become be, between getting beat down and in, you know hurt and injuries and sickness and loss of loved ones and all those experiences, uh, I think every, all experiences, good or bad, help to formulate how you think and how you feel. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was 20, I didn't care about nothing. You know, all I worried about was having a good time and going out and drinking a few beers and <laughs> running with, but see, I, I, I was married at a very young age. Mm -hmm. I didn't get to go, I didn't go to college, I didn't, I didn't really date that much. Um, so I always had that, that thought that I missed out on a lot. Uh, but then as I got older and you settle more into your, I think you become comfortable, you know, you, you realize this is, you know, uh, the decisions I made and, and you, you make the best of it. Mm -hmm. But when I was 20, 25, 30 years old, I didn't, I didn't have as much value on, uh, or appreciation of family and time and uh, experiences that I do now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the one thing that I have more than, uh, that I have gotten out of this being 72 years old is that you learn you learn to appreciate every aspect of your being yep um, your your kids your great kid grandchildren mm -hmm. your great grandchildren uh, <laughs> and those all become very important factors that make your life worthwhile I think absolutely that makes sense um, and when you're 20 years old, you don't think about it. You know, Absolutely, because you you're, you're in the moment. You, you don't even think about stuff. You're, what, okay, this is what I did today. I'm going to do this tomorrow. <laughs> and you, don't have, you just don't have a... You don't have a framework. You don't have a deep appreciation on. or value of what you're doing or what you have. And you miss out on a lot. If I would have had this feeling back when I was 25, I'd be more, I'd be richer. I'd be smarter. And I'd be a lot more appreciative of, of what went on at that time. 
every day. Because I had a lot of different op opportunities. I came when I was a young man. I was I was a good football player, mm -hmm. but I, I never advanced far enough. I didn't have the mental you uh, the, to be able to give a hundred percent. But I I had a good time at school, and uh, I sang in a band. Had a good band, um, but we never went far enough. The difference between really successful people and, and people that aren't is their mental attitude on how they approach things. Um, and I never had that be able, be able to give 110% when I was younger. Mm -hmm. If I'd have known then what I know now, I would have put 110% into everything I did. Football, studying, school, uh, music, and maybe it would have come out a little different. That's, uh, the, you know, that's the only thing that, and you, you know, we're all the same. You know, you don't appreciate your mom and dad when you're 20 years old. You don't appreciate your job or your life. You just, you know, you just take it as it comes and you make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you learn from them. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. That makes real sense. Um, shifting it up a little bit even more, as you kind of think back when you were younger, yeah. who was your first childhood friend who passed away? Oh, I had a, a real good friend of mine that I, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, we, uh, everything was built in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. All the neighborhood kids, we played ball. We didn't have, um, my mom and dad, we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, we didn't, if you wanted to, enter, you went with your friends and you played ball and you, you know, mm -hmm. you hung out outside. And I had a, a, luckily I had a friend that I grew up with um, and we were together constantly and he was a big supporter when I was in school, and uh, we went down, went through the draft together, um, and he got sick. He, he had a, a brain tumor and had brain cancer, and he died. He got married and had, I think, two boys, but he was very young at the time, and uh, that was that was a hard thing, you know, and I think. When something like that happens to a really good friend, um, it just it puts you here. I reflect back to the mental part of it. You know, it really affects you uh, how you look at things. You know, and that was a hard thing to go through. Mm -hmm. um, losing, he was almost like my brother. You know, That's real. we were so close. I mean, we bummed together every night and went to the drive-in. When we got, when I was in that bad car wreck. Um, yeah, he was he was in the car with us, and uh, I was the only one that got hurt. But that's just what we did. We go out every night, when, and then when we got married, we bummed together, our families bummed together, stuff like that. So when I lost when I lost him, that was, uh, and then I had some really good friends that helped me at school in school that we lost. Uh, in the Vietnam War, um, 
Uh, Travis Montre was a person that influenced my life in high school. Uh, he was a superhuman being, uh, a very, very nice man, but he felt like he needed to join. He actually joined the, the service. Uh, and when I was a senior in high school, they came over to the, the loudspeaker and said that in September he had been killed in action in Vietnam. That was that kind of hit home close. Mm. You know, that was hard. Um, Did that but change? other than that, I've, so far I've been lucky with most of my f good friends and stuff. I've stayed buddies with um, my my brother-in-law and his brother and different people. So. Losing friends at an early age, did that, did that change the way how you treated your friends moving forward? Um, I think you have a deeper appreciation. I think you have a deeper appreciation and a value. Um, you realize, you know, I think it gives you a, a dose of reality that, you know, we're not here for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And when you have someone that that you appreciate, someone that you feel close to, you need to uh, treasure those moments. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then it goes back from your friends to your family and, you know, every day, every day is a, is a different experience and uh, you learn from them, hopefully. Absolutely. Some are good, some are bad, mm -hmm. but everyone is a learning experience and how you perceive things mentally um, in my generation you know we didn't have a lot of fancy stuff we didn't uh, like the kids today are growing up with so much we didn't have nothing you know materialism all my oh I was happy to get a have something good to eat and a good place a nice warm place to sleep <laughs> uh, we didn't have computers and games and you made up your own games you made up your own lifestyle you know absolutely so I don't know if that's good or bad and I think kids today are so so much more educated and so much smarter than we were back then uh, but I always had a philosophy in my whole life growing up and I carried that through when I was a boss at work, uh, when I, um, you know, through my life, I always believed that uh, leave more than you take, and give more than you get, and that's been my philosophy for my for my whole life, um, and be happy with what you have. Um, I know my. My sister Pat is probably the the greatest example of. She has a wonderful life. She has wonderful kids, but she's very happy and very content and very satisfied with what she has. And I, I envy that. I, I think that's important. That no matter what you do, you know how far you go or how much you accomplish, if you uh, if you appreciate what you have and you know the value of what you have, you're very lucky. That's real. <laughs> no, that, that's, uh, that's real. So I kind of get off the subject a little bit. No, I'm, that, I'm just kind of rambling. But. That makes that makes 100%. So another thing is I, I believe that life is all about certain inflection points 
that could essentially shift the entire trajectory of your life? Do you, any, does any moment come to mind when you think back in your, your entire life of a certain moment that may have essentially shifted the trajectory of your entire life? Like, from just hearing you talk, I guess my thought would be maybe the car accident. And oh, that was a major, that was a major uh, change. Um, I was a young man, and a long story, uh, I walked out of McClure High School. I, was, I hadn't graduated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was told because I had some conflicts with uh, one of the teachers because he had made some statements about uh, we we had played uh, we played football. Mm-hmm. We played Jeff City at the time, okay. and, and they were like seventy five and old or something. You know, they had undefeated. Yeah, and we played them to uh, fourteen, thirteen, and almost if we'd got the extra point, we'd have tied them. Mm. And that was and. He was just saying some kind of derogatory comments about the team, and I, at that time, didn't put up with a lot of stuff. And I told him I, I just didn't like it, and I didn't appreciate it. So I always had a conflict with that teacher. And uh, when I was told that I had to take civics class again to graduate, and I would have him as my teacher, I said, you know what? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I walked out of McClure High School and I went down on Florissant Road and I hitchhiked out to the park department and got a job. And that was when you first started at the parks department. Right. That's when I first started at the parks department and that's the reason why I left. Uh, sometime after that, about a, after I met Michelle and I got married, um, I went back to get my high school diploma okay. and my, my wrestling coach was the teacher, and um, he didn't. He wasn't aware that I hadn't graduated, and he asked me, "What are you doing here?" And I said, <laughs> "I told him the story." So we went over to the principal's office, and we looked up my record, and I had, I had enough credits to, to graduate. Graduate, gotcha. So they made my diploma, and I got my high school diploma. At that time, I never really considered college. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at that time. Uh, work and making money and you know that was important to me I I didn't think about how important it and that was a mistake on my part uh, I regret not getting a better education um, the car accident was a that was a, a big turning point singing in the band had a uh, an effect on how I met people and how I Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's and, awesome. uh, and then in the band, I met Mary Jane, which was Michelle's sister. And then that's how I met Michelle. And then we went, and we so it all never, happened pretty quick. You were never in that band. You might not have ever met me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. If I wouldn't have did the things, these, these paths that we take lead to an end result, and... If I would have did what I did, I might not be where I am. So I'm all, I'm appreciative of that because I Absolutely. like where I'm at. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think I've had a pretty good time. I could have been more successful. Um, I I kind of regret that. I wish I was better better educated. Um, but the one thing my mom and dad 
give me was a very deep, uh, simple appreciation of life itself. Yeah, absolutely. What's important? Uh, what's what's important and what's valued? Mm -hmm. uh, and I've I've carried that with me all my life. I, my dad was a big influence because him and I were never close. Um, he was, you know, he had to go to work and he had to, uh, he was always gone. Uh, he didn't come to my games too much, uh, you know, stuff like that. We didn't interact. He didn't like to hunt and fish. Yep. And I didn't like to move piano. So <laughs> we we never, our two worlds never really gelled. I, um, I wished I could have spent more time with Bob uh, as far as, we, we, we had some great time. We fished good together. We had good tournaments. We won a lot of tournaments. And uh, that's why he's mad because I got rid of the boat. But that, <laughs> that boat was a lot of work and a lot of pain on me. And I just wanted, I didn't, I wanted to be done with it. But anyway, well, that's there's still There's subject. still time left to yeah. put the poles in the water. I could maybe get another boat. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess the, the accident would have prevented you back then because of the injury in the, the back and the neck. Was that, right. Did that prevent you from getting drafted? That was part of it, yes. We went down to uh, uh, Jim LeBold and uh, I'm trying to think of, there was three of us that went down. Uh, we got our a draft notice to appear down at uh, the 12th Street. Mm -hmm. Well, at that time, after I had broken my back, it was 68, and that's when things were really getting hot at Vietnam. Okay. Uh, Revis had gotten killed in 66, mm -hmm. uh, that friend of mine. Yep, from and 67, and then I think uh, Angie's dad, when he got out of high school, he went into the service, and uh, that was a changing point, because had I have been drafted or had I went into the service, that would have, that would have, Give me a whole different lifestyle. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have gotten married. I wouldn't have met Michelle. I wouldn't have sang in a band. I wouldn't have, you know. So when the fact that I broke my back turned my life completely to a different direction, mm -hmm. you know. Had I been in, in school or had I been in college, um, had I got drafted, uh, but no, I couldn't, when I... When I broke my neck, they had to they they had to put wire in my neck. They took a rib out of my side and wired it on both sides of my neck. Mm. And that's when they they said, "No, we can't use you." <laughs> that makes sense. And as it turned out, you you go through a period of uh, you feel like you let you let the country down, or you didn't you didn't do your duty to go, you know, into service. But then talking to the guys that came back from that war, um, it was understandable that I, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't sorry I didn't get to go, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, there was a lot of bad things that happened to guys over there. Absolutely, <clears throat> right. that, that their lives will never right. be the same. That are still that a lot of those guys are still affected by that stuff. Hundred you know? um, percent. Just shifting it over a little bit. Um, do you remember? back in the 60s back then when JFK got shot. Yeah, I can tell you right where I was and, and the time, it was early in the morning, not real early, but I had skipped school 
and I was over at a buddy of mine's house, uh, just hanging out, and they come on, we had a little black and white television, mm -hmm. and they came on and announced that the president had been shot. They didn't know at that time that he was dead. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, after we, we zeroed in on that moment, um, and then it wasn't too much longer, they came out and said that the president had died. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was kind of an overwhelming um, insecurity, I guess. You, you felt like, man, I don't know how safe is the world today, you know? And then when Martin Luther King got assassinated, and it was like, I don't know if I want to be important or not, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Because uh, it just it just changed people's whole way of, of, man, if you kill a president or a man of that stature or Martin Luther King, what, who else is safe, you know? Exactly. And it kind of made it an insecure time 100%. of life. Um, that was a time when everybody was afraid of the bomb, you yep. know? We had... Uh, President Kennedy was the, the, the problems with Cuba, and everybody was going to build bomb shelters, and kids in school were taking. You just were very aware of the fact that a nuclear war could happen at any moment, and we were very afraid of that. You know, and it, it, it up here when you were younger. Um, you kind of worried about it. I mean, Absolutely. you went ahead and played and did your stuff, but Absolutely. you still thought about it at night when you're laying in bed. Gosh, I hope they don't blow up the world. You know? <laughs> That's pretty. Um, but yeah, that that uh, that had a. I can remember exactly. Uh, speaking of Martin Luther King and that time with the civil rights movement. Yeah. And you know, being here in Missouri, what were times like back then as it pertain to racism as it pertained to inequality and prejudice? Well, I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've seen, we read books in history. Um, we heard, I read about the, uh, the different uh, perspectives. I mean, I, I never, I don't think, I, I never felt or hated anybody, you know. But there was just such a, a big variance between, I, I just didn't understand it. I mean, how can some people, um, we had a friend, or I, wasn't, I went to work with my dad when I was a young man. I was in my, well, I was probably 19 mm -hmm. or 20 years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of my friends at school were black. And you know, we, we sang together and we parted, you know, just I never I never really thought of them. Um, and I had a, uh, my guys that I worked with, my dad, they were older guys. And we, we we'd walk up, my dad told me stories about when they used to go into a restaurant and some of the African American guys were afraid to go in because where they came from, mm. down south, they couldn't go into a white restaurant. Yeah. And I thought, well, that don't make no sense. Yeah, didn't even make sense. What the hell, it's a restaurant, you know? You're, yeah. 
how can how can anybody tell people, no matter if you're what race you are, well, you can't go in there because of your your race, or you can't do that because there was a, I think years ago and even today, Hakeem, there was a big fear of of our of white people. They were afraid. They were afraid that uh, with the the they were going to come out and destroy the neighborhoods. They were going to come out and bring uh, crime and problems. And, and in some cases, that happens, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as um, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how people can hate other people just because of who they are or what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, I never did understand that. But I used to feel, I used to think, God, how hard that would be for um, people to live like that, to be segregated from other people. Mm -hmm. That just, I just never understood it. Um, I studied uh, back, and my grandfather, or my great-grandfather was a sergeant in the Civil War, and they even had that back in those, in the Civil War days, mm -hmm. you know, that everybody was treated differently. So, I don't know. I, I think it took a lot of uh, nerve or guts for people to stand up and get that changed. Absolutely. Right. To where we are, we're not, we're Still not, not there yet. we're not there, but we're a hell of a lot closer than we were 20 years ago. 100%. Um, and it's, <clears throat> it's the same thing, Hakeem, with the perception that people had <clears throat> about the American Indian. Yep. You know, to me, they were the most brutalized and most mistreated people in the world, and they were here before us. <laughs> and uh, crazy, but they, they had that. They people believed that they they didn't have any rights. The Mexicans, they did the same to them. And hopefully, in some, in Lucy's world or Lily's world, someday that'll all be behind us. And. Uh, we can just judge people for what they are and what they do and not worry about what nationality or race or what they are, you know. That makes sense. 100%. I hope. I hope so. It's going to make it a lot better for everybody. If Absolutely. They do. Absolutely. Now we're having all these problems with the Iranians and the, the Arabs and all that, so I'm sure that'll that'll come into play here before too long. So. Absolutely. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, as we kind of wrap it up, what would you say the biggest difference is, as you've met a lot of different people along your walk of life, what would you say the biggest difference maker is in someone who gives up, someone who fails, and someone who succeeds? Uh, I think people that succeed are, are let's, let's go the other way, let's say people that give up, that they always seem to have, they can't make it. Um, they always seem to be in problems. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's their, back again, their mental perspective of how they approach the world. Um, my sister was a very weak person. She had, a, she had a very hard drug problem, which affected her life. And in turn, that affected everybody else's life. But to me, it always seemed like 
successful people. Um, always had a, a very positive attitude, a very uh, look forward. They could see things down the road that other people couldn't. Um, they had good foresight. They had uh, the ability to to understand and create and take advantage of opportunity if it came. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes it didn't pay off, but sometimes it did. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like in football, our life in general. The more the more positive, the more you benefit the better it makes you. Absolutely. The more you um, fail, the more you lose, then it can make you have a negative attitude. But the ones that seem to always do be the most successful are the ones that can rise up out of that failure mm -hmm. and and you and take the advantage of it. Absolutely. And make the right decisions in order to uh, to succeed in life. I think it, it, it makes a big difference uh, on just, it's a very basic perception, perception of how you look at things and how you appreciate things that makes you who you are. Uh, I'm not, I'm not <clears throat> I wouldn't categorize myself as being successful. I'm happy. Um, I'm content. I think I've done all I could to try to help uh, my family and where I'm at. I, I, I had two great parents that I loved and took care of and uh, I don't know. I never was. It doesn't take a lot of money to be happy. Absolutely. I think from, um, my, from my perspective, from the outside looking in on your life, yeah, I, I would consider you successful. Because I think successful comes down to just being happy. I don't think success comes down yes. to a dollar. If you can, if you feel like, uh, you know, if you feel like you've done the best you can, but then in turn, you still got to work hard to do the best you can. Absolutely. And you know, like at work, I was there. I was the first one there in the morning, and I was the last one there to leave at night. And uh, they. I had a real good, I ought to show that to you, it was a, a thing that they wrote up about me from the time I got out of high school and grew up in Florissant. I'd love to. All love the to way read. through uh, to today, and it was very interesting, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I probably ought to give that to Bobby, and uh, it's, they put it in the, uh, I was voted uh, North County Inc. Man of the Year. Uh, oh, that's of, awesome. Yeah, uh, because of my Dedication and, and dedication and service to the city, and uh, for 50 years, and uh, it, it was a beautiful article. I'll have to show it to you. Absolutely, I'd love that. I'd love you know, to see that. I know people that are are billionaires, millionaires, and they don't feel successful. And I know people that have a very simple life and don't have a lot of money, and they they're very successful. Absolutely, they're very happy. And content with what they have. Absolutely, I think that's. If you can get about. to that point, you got it made. <laughs> Absolutely, because that, that's. I mean, that's that's what life is about. I think so. I value that a lot. One hundred percent. And the last question um, to kind of close it out is, like in life, like I don't think that regrets are 
real. Like, I don't think anybody should necessarily regret anything. But as you look back on your past, is there any specific things that you can remember that you wish you would have done? Because when I look back at my life, like one of those moments was when I was in high school, mm -hmm. I had a decision where as if I could go, at my high school they do a sophomore bike trip. It's two weeks, you get the bike up and down the East Coast with one of our teachers and you stop at different campsites, different hostels, different schools, churches. Learning experience. Amazing. Yeah. And, but it costs like maybe 500 bucks. Yeah. But at that time, a cell phone had come out. It's called the Blackberry Storm. Right. And my dad made me make a decision, either the cell phone or the bike trip. And I picked the cell phone. Yeah. So that's probably hands down something that I, something I can't yeah. get back, but something I wish I would have done was that bike trip and not decided on the cell phones. Is there any moments or just things that you wish that you would have done that you didn't do? Uh, I regret not going to college uh, and learning more. Uh, that was probably one of the biggest things. I got, um, I regret that I got married so young um, that I didn't have uh, the time to grow and be more appreciative of when I did get married, to get married for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always been um, something that I, I missed out on. And it, you know, and, and that affects not only me, but Michelle too, you know, our life together. I think we would have been more appreciative and more um, friends with each other if we would have had a, a little more time to experience I mean, I met Michelle uh, right after I got out of high school. I walked out of high school, and I I worked. I went to work for the city in January of 1966, and I got married in September of 1966. So Damn. I was pretty young. <laughs> and if I could do some things differently, I would. Uh, that's why I think people today are so lucky. The younger kids, they they get so much more knowledge and experience and appreciative of each other um, and have a chance to know one another, to, to be friends and to respect one another, that it, it helps people today um, when they finally do decide to get married. So, Absolutely. Um, so. Well, thank you so much. I think much. that's it. No, um, that, that's, uh, that's all I got for you. I really, really appreciate you coming on and kind of just opening up. And I, I got to learn a lot more about you, yourself, and your mindset yeah. and your perspective on a lot of different things. And I'm really grateful that you came out and helped me out with this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll take thank you, brother. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> thank you. What a good way to spend Father's Day. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Holy cow. I didn't know it was going to be that. I hope I covered everything that you